Hello, and welcome to Until It's Fixed, a podcast by Optum. This 10-part series is taking you inside the healthcare system to better understand the industry's challenges and complexities. I'm your host, Susan Denser. Today, we explore how complicated and how expensive one specific part of the system is, the administrative or behind-the-scenes function of healthcare. That's the part that makes sure that people are getting the right health care delivered to them and that their health care providers are appropriately paid. And that means coding and processing insurance claims, paying those bills, and multiple other aspects of the business of health care. Why do all of these processes, which don't always do much, if anything, to directly improve our health, form such a large portion of the cost of our system? How can we make this part of the system simpler, less costly, and less of a hassle for everyone involved in it, including providers, the payers, and people like you and me? Today, I'm putting those questions to Optum's Billy Parrish. I'm Billy Parrish. I'm Vice President of Product Management. Billy, welcome. It's great to speak with you. We know that administrative complexity adds enormously to the cost of healthcare in the United States with the estimates suggesting that administrative expenses could be 15% or even 30% of overall medical spending, basically twice what the U.S. spends on caring for heart disease. It's really astounding. If I just were to walk through a little bit of a scenario, right, uh, you have to first identify, you know, who's a provider that's potentially covered by the insurance carrier. Uh, And then based upon that, as a patient, am I eligible for the services that I'm trying to obtain? Uh, And then if it's a more complex procedure or a high-cost procedure, there may be a, a, a process known as authorization. So determining whether or not that service is authorized for my particular condition. That process is called prior authorization, and it's one that health plans put in place to make sure patients receive appropriate care. But it's also time-consuming, and it can make providers and patients upset if they don't understand why decisions to authorize or not authorize care are being made. That can result in even more back and forth to sort things out. And and that's all just leading up to even prior to potentially seeing the provider. Uh, once I've seen the provider, of course, then you have to go through the um, aspect of you know being treated, which is you know a whole different sort of set of challenges, obviously. And then from that, you have to codify that data, meaning you have to turn that into codes. Those codes then become a claim, which is basically an itemized bill, just like you would have in any sort of uh, you know individual experience, right? You receive a bill for any services that you have. And so in this circumstance, the provider then is generating this bill that goes to the payer. Now, in that scenario, the payer, of course, wants to understand what was performed. Was it necessary? And so the the unfortunate circumstance is that process of going from coding the clinical encounter into that administrative record and then the submission to the payer, here's a claim. Oh, I need the medical record. Okay, here's the medical record. Well, that's not enough information. Oh, here's additional imaging or here's the lab result. And then the payer makes a determination and that determination may actually be, we're not going to pay the claim as it was submitted. We're gonna pay you in a different fashion. Of course then, right, that comes back into the provider's purview and then they determine whether or not they're going to accept that payment or if they're going to appeal. And then the cycle potentially starts all over again. So there's not a lot of I'll call it transparency there. So unfortunately, there's a lot of back and forth. And that, in my opinion, is where the vast majority of this administrative waste you mentioned comes from, is that back and forth, that ping-ponging. 
multiply that by the tens of millions of times a day that this cycle plays out throughout our healthcare system. That's how we can get to 10%, 20%, or even 30% of our healthcare spending devoted to administration. And if we put this into, say, a classic clinical context, so let's say you know, maybe I think I have a heart murmur. I go to my cardiologist, uh, the cardiologist does an echocardiogram, and then it turns out I'm okay, but the whole thing was still done. The cardiologist obviously wants to be paid for this. So what goes wrong as that information turns into a claim? Oh, what, what couldn't go wrong, uh, I guess, in that particular scenario? So, and this is where the complexity of the business of healthcare is typically lost on a lot of people. So even prior to your going into that office, are you eligible for that service? Do you have coverage for that? Are you uh, inside or outside of your deductible? Meaning, is the payers going to be responsible for these services or is it going to have to come from the patient, unfortunately, because of these high deductible plans that are prevalent in the market these days? Is that provider in network or out of network? Which simply means, do they have negotiated rates for that particular payer or not? So just even those initial questions can cause a huge amount of confusion and ultimately a lot of frustration as a patient in terms of what you're going to be responsible for financially at the end of that. Now, let's assume that went well. Now the question is, uh, for your murmur, was the, the echocardiogram necessary? Did they perform maybe additional tests? Did they determine that you needed to have maybe a scan or something of that nature? And if they did, did they receive the appropriate authorization in order to be able to perform those services. Uh, and if they didn't, then what they're going to get is a denial. The payer is going to say, we, we don't believe that this was medically necessary in order to be able to treat this particular condition. A denial of coverage like that can spark a whole lot more time-consuming back and forth among the provider, the payer, and the patient. But even if the care intervention is deemed appropriate, the payer approves it, and a clinician delivers it to a patient, things are still complicated. And so now we're to the point of billing. So that clinical encounter, that, that visit, that test, gets turned into a combination of diagnosis codes and procedure codes, which are going to go out on that associated claim. Did those get coded at the right level of either severity or specificity? And if they didn't, Right, then there's potentially going to be problems there from an editing standpoint. And then that clinical encounter becomes a claim, gets coded. And then that claim is submitted to the payer. Now, it could have been scrubbed through multiple editing solutions. So looking for, again, right, is the information appropriate? Is the procedure covered? Is the procedure gender appropriate? Is it age appropriate? All of these different sort of hurdles this claim has to go through on its way to the payer. Now, the payer may say, well, that's uh, that's great. We've, we've received the claim. I need the clinical documentation to support it. And then a request for additional documentation goes back to the provider. So by now we've been through about 20 processes, and it still isn't clear whether the echocardiogram is going to be covered. By this point, any normal person watching it all would be tearing out his or her hair. And the process is far from over. So someone within the provider's office has to understand, oh, I need to go pull this patient's chart, the lab or the scan or whatever may have taken place. So then they're having to go uh, either um, 
God forbid, facts, but faxing happens all the time still in healthcare. It's one of the few industries that's keeping that business alive, or it gets uploaded to you know a, a provider portal. They uh, attach that clinical documentation and they upload it, and then the payer takes it into consideration. And then the payer says, okay, I have the clinical information that supports the claim, and now I'm going to pay. Uh, and then that payment comes back, uh, either maybe in a paper check or electronically. And then, of course, there also has to be the tick and the tie on the provider side to ensure that they were paid appropriately. Were they paid per contract? So did that payment amount uh, that they received match their expected reimbursement rate? And so as you can imagine, go through that hundreds of thousands of times, millions of times in a day. And the costs of all the people and all the systems that have to engage in this activity keep mounting. Again, typically not adding much of anything to the nation's health, but adding a lot to healthcare costs. And these processes hardly do much to foster great relationships among the parties involved. Unfortunately, the circumstance, of course, now is you have two people in a business relationship who can't fully understand what's happening on either side and, as a consequence, don't have a lot of trust for each other, which, of course, as anyone in any relationship understands, that's not great for that relationship. So that's where the system is today, grappling with problems that have been around for years and problems that seem only to be getting worse amid the complexity. Optum thinks it might have an answer. That, in my opinion, is where where we are in this great opportunity. So for years, there's been these solutions focused on the payer side of that scenario and on the provider side of that scenario, solutions on both sides. So we actually have everything necessary. And this was the huge realization, the light bulb moment, if you will. We have one of the largest clearinghouses in the country. We have a clinical data exchange solution, which allows for this data to be transferred back and forth. Really, what we're doing now is taking those solutions and saying, how can those work better together? And more importantly, how do we drive, again, that transparency in the middle so that we can be the tide, if you will, that lifts all ships? I asked Billy for another example. How do we raise that bar in order to be able to make payers more effective and providers more effective at the end of the day? We have solutions that address all of those. And so now it's more just the matter of putting them together in these different ways. So uh, I'll give a brief example, the opportunity on the payer side. So the payer has their payment engines, if you will. And those are running through hundreds of thousands, millions of records every day, making these determinations, pay or not pay, pay at full price, pay less. Um, but there's rules that are functioning as part of that. Those parameters historically have been black box, no real insight. But again, we have those solutions. So what's the opportunity to take those parameters and make them available? How do we shift those back at the point that a provider is going to bill. So that very first stage in the process, the clinical encounter has been coded, make that what has normally been an in-state payer parameter, make that available. So then when the provider goes to generate that claim, they understand what normally would have been, I don't know, anywhere between 72 hours to a week and a half later. They understand that payer parameter at that point in time. So on the provider side, there's increased transparency. There's obviously the speed and the efficiency of having it there. On the payer side, there's reduced abrasion with the provider. And then also the efficiencies and the savings on their side because they've been able to message that that much sooner. So it hasn't had to come in, get handled three, four times, and then potentially get pushed back. So there's that is a very 
simple example, but that's where this platform, this opportunity we have in order to leverage our existing assets to make those kinds of things possible. I asked Billy how much administrative costs could be reduced by using approaches such as these. For the stakeholders that we have representation on, I would say at least 10 to 15% at the get-go. And then as we continue to dial down, there's the opportunity to say, oh, but we need clinical documentation. But you know what? You don't have to go find it. And again, either fax it or log into this portal. We can actually just obtain it and submit it and actually tie those two transactions together. So as we continue to sort of work down these paths of you know pulling these multiple levers within this process, I think that number continues to scale to the point where we could have a huge amount of reduction. A long-term hope is that by eliminating these excess administrative costs of healthcare, the nation could use the money to address other needs and perhaps make a far bigger difference in improving the nation's health. That's all for this episode of Until It's Fixed, a podcast from Optum. I'm Susan Denser. In the next episode, we'll look further into the mind-boggling administrative complexities in healthcare. But we'll also highlight a major healthcare study that has shined a bright light on more potential solutions to the problem. Thanks for listening.